Hello listeners and welcome back to This Gen Last Gen's coverage of E3 2018. Joe here with just a brief recap of everything that happened at Square Enix and Ubisoft's press conferences and let's be honest it's going to be brief because there is not a whole lot to talk about so let's dive right in. Square Enix this is their first show in three years and honestly it was a joke. They didn't really need to have any kind of press conference if this was what they were going to bring to the table. And it's not even about the games that they showed exactly. It's not that they have nothing coming up. You know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider looks great. Uh, we got a brief glimpse of the uh, Life is Strange spin-off called the uh, the Adventures of Captain the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. There's Just Cause Four and a whole bunch of other things, but we saw most of those in the Microsoft show, so that's why I'm not going to talk about them again. And in some cases, they were showing exactly the same footage. You know, they showed exactly the same trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 as they already showed in the Microsoft conference. So it really begs the question of what they thought this press conference was going to achieve. You know, everyone was kind of saying, well, are we going to see some Final Fantasy VII remake? Are we going to see something new from Final Fantasy? Something, you know, uh, more about 15 or potentially a 16? Uh, are we going to get some kind of other remasters, some other remakes, some other new announcements? There was very, very little. And it, it really just, uh, it was just a very surprising move. You know, they, they'd really hyped up this conference. Like I said, it's the first time they've been back at E3 for three years. And it doesn't seem like they brought anything. So you really wonder why they thought that this was uh, like a financially sound performance to put on. And even though it was just a 30-minute pre-recorded session, uh, you know, it wasn't like a big live show like uh, EA or Microsoft or any of the others have had. Uh, at least it was just a pre-recorded thing. So maybe that's why they thought they could half-ass it. But wow, just a total waste of time. And I say that as, again, as someone who is looking forward to a couple of the games that they've already announced, but uh, just not worth turning up at E3 if that's what they were going to do. Contrast that with Ubisoft. Now, the great thing about Ubisoft's E3 shows is that they are always crazy. They have big like live performances, usually hyping up at like a Just Dance game or something like that. They've got some really characterful developers, like the guy they rolled out to advertise a new Trials game. And it's just generally like a really upbeat, fun show. Uh, I have to say, in terms of announcements, it was pretty light on its feet. You know, they were really just running through a lot of things that had already been announced, or in the case of their their final, like, big reveal, air quotes, it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which had been leaked in the form of a keychain. And uh, I think that really kind of took a lot of the, the wind out of the presentation and sales, because they didn't have, like, a big climax. There was not, nothing big for them to end on, given that we all knew that Assassin's Creed Odyssey was coming, and that was obviously the linchpin of their show. And, you know... It, I think like we've said before, a new Assassin's Creed game, although it's been such a long-running franchise with so many entries at this point, it was kind of surprising that we were getting a sequel so soon after Origins, given Origins had introduced this uh, longer wait between entries. It was, you know, it looked like they were moving away from the annual model. Well, they've moved straight back. Uh, Odyssey is coming out this year. And it does look okay, I guess. Uh, it's going to be set in ancient Greece. Uh, it's actually got a choice between two playable characters. Uh, it's kind of unusual, you know. It's it didn't really show off any of the 
stuff that you might expect from the Assassin's Creed setting, like the actual order of assassins and the genetic memories and stuff. I'm sure all that stuff's in there, uh, but it wasn't really shown off in this trailer. Uh, they also, you know, let's just run through some of the other stuff that they brought. They brought back Skull and Bones, which still just does not look that entertaining to me. You know, I think that uh, potentially it's kind of interesting because it's very clearly based off the uh, like the, the ship combat section from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It really looks like it's running in that engine and it looks kind of dated, but Black Flag was great. But it seems like they've stripped out all of the stuff that made Black Flag great, like all of the uh, kind of character, all of the like the cool exploration of the the Caribbean. It seems to be just naval combat, and as far as I'm aware, it's just multiplayer. So, you know, it's interesting because we've got Sea of Thieves right now, and Sea of Thieves is kind of in a weird place where I, you know, I really like it, but it's so lacking in content, it's so lacking in things to do, and in a few ways, it's lacking in some polish that you know, a, a serious competitor could really put Sea of Thieves in a difficult place. But looking at what Ubi showed of Skull and Bones, I don't think that Skull and Bones is that competitor. Uh, we also got a little bit more of the Division 2, which of course we already saw in uh, in Microsoft show and was already announced. Uh, we got uh, a kind of an extended look at Beyond Good and Evil 2. And... Uh, you know, that, that was pretty cool. I, I, I never played the original. It's one of those games that's kind of a, a cult classic that I've managed to miss. And that, you know, that uh, that means that all of this Beyond Good and Evil 2 hype is a little underwhelming to me, but it does look really good. You know, they've brought some really amazing CG sequences. And, you know, everyone always complains when someone just has like a CGI trailer instead of some actual gameplay. But I have to say, what Ubisoft is bringing for Beyond Good Evil 2, it's as good as like the best we've got in this industry. You know, it's up there with the stuff that Blizzard brings to advertise its games. And uh, they've also actually shown off a little bit of pre-alpha gameplay. It's a really beautiful looking game. And they even like rolled out this uh, really very surprising collaboration with, of all people, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who has this company called Hit Record, which is like a like a collaborative art uh thing where you know people uh submit like art assets and music and stuff and, and collaborate on projects and they're going to kind of crowdsource some of the stuff for beyond good and evil 2 and that is i mean frankly that's very weird and i think there are real questions obviously about how they're going to uh how they're going to moderate that what kind of stuff they actually want to include in the game uh you know i'm assuming that there's going to be stuff like obviously in place so that Everything isn't just called like Bodie McBoatface and there's not just like penises all over all the submitted art designs. But how are they going to kind of deal with like quality control and stuff? I have no idea how HitRecord does that kind of thing. And there was also obviously the question of, a, you know, a huge multinational corporation like Ubisoft crowdsourcing like free labor for its art. And uh, I am hearing, though, that HitRecord does pay its contributors. So that puts a totally different spin on it. Now it seems like a really cool way to get involved with a game that obviously is going to have like a lot of fans eager to get involved with it. So that, you know, I don't really know how to feel about that. Uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of different, kind of exciting. It, it's pretty cool. And it was just really weird seeing them roll out Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, big fan of the guy, by the way. Uh, he was not the only celebrity they had on stage though it was a very very weird press conference not long after jgl we had elijah wood 
rocking out to talk about a game he's involved in called Transference. It was something that they showed in a previous E3. Like, again, not a lot of new announcements, uh, but you know, checking in on existing uh, games that we already knew a little bit about. Uh, it seems that the emphasis on this being a VR game has been dialed back a little bit. Uh, so, it, you know, we were talking in the, uh, the coverage of Bethesda's presentation that it's cool how Bethesda is still putting some effort into various VR games, like VR versions of its games. Uh, it seems like Ubi is maybe a little bit more hesitant. And uh, speaking of uh, celebrities and special guests, there's one that I have to bring up because they rolled out. Uh, first of all, we had like a little bit of a red carpet reception for a an expansion to Ubi's apparently quite well received, uh, like Mario Rabbids uh, collaboration that they showed at last year's E3. Uh, there's going to be a Donkey Kong expansion for that. And then they follow that up with uh, some more information on Starlink, which is like their latest uh, kind of physical toys combining with uh, a digital game sort of thing like obviously you know we've had skylanders uh, and stuff like that in the past this is in that kind of vein and they announced a collaboration that is going to bring Star Fox into that game uh, and like with a Star Fox physical model and the Star Fox character is going to be in there and then they roll in you know Nintendo's Miyamoto out of the crowd and you know obviously this isn't making me interested in Starlink but I do kind of want that really cool uh, Star Fox model so, uh, you know, job well done, Ubi. Uh, that is a weird crossover, uh, but I think it's kind of worked. It's done exactly what they wanted it to do. Uh, we also saw some like, brief check-ins with uh, Rainbow Six Siege and For Honored, uh, both games that like Ubi has done a lot of good work with, kind of turning around, uh, I think, two games that were kind of quite uh, poorly received at launch, uh, but with like really solid foundations, and then have just built into these like really kind of uh, long-running, uh, fairly respectable uh, online multiplayer games that with like really uh, dedicated communities for both. Uh, not really the kind of game that we talk about a lot on this generation, though. So let's just move past that. I guess the 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 disappointing thing was that again there just weren't really any new announcements. I think uh, I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but I think that maybe Trials was the only new game that was actually announced. Everything else was just uh, new modes, new collaborations, or updates on previously announced games. There was no sign of a new Watch Dogs. There was no sign of a Splinter Cell, which is something that I was really looking forward to. And I thought that maybe Ubisoft was hinting towards something because we had Michael Ironside brought back for some of the, uh, the year two content in Ghost Recon Wildlands. But it seems like we're not getting a Splinter Cell, at least not right now. and it seems that uh, if we're getting an Assassin's Creed this year, we're not getting a Watch Dogs 3. So uh, kind of anticlimactic, even though, again, overall, it was a fun, uh, really kind of upbeat and positive and extremely French, extremely Ubisoft conference. And of course, uh, the less said about Square Enix is showing, the better. So, of course, Monday night is huge for press conferences for this year's E3, uh, as well as Square Enix and Ubi that have already happened. There is the PC gaming show coming up. Uh, I will not be watching that live, but I will be keeping an eye on any big announcements coming out of it. And then uh, at 2 a.m. in uh, the UK, we're going to have Sony's 
E3 press conferences. And like Bethesda, I don't think we'll be able to react to that until tomorrow morning, but rest assured we will have some coverage of what Sony brings. Uh, it still seems to be up in the air whether they are going to just be focusing on uh, the games that they have uh, highlighted, you know, like uh, The Last of Us 2 uh, and Spider-Man and Death Stranding, or if they're also going to maybe uh, slip in a few smaller announcements. Who knows? It's uh, it's exciting for that reason, but it's also, it could end up being really underwhelming if we just get some deep dives instead of some new information about things. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we'll be wrapping everything up with Nintendo's show. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Nintendo are going to be talking about. Again, could be really exciting. Uh, could be really disappointing. Uh, it all depends what they bring to E3 this year. So stay tuned, and if you want to be kept up to date on all of our E3 coverage, don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, and you can jump in, get chatting with us on Twitter as we react to all the stuff as it happens live. So see you around at the next one.